Hi, you're listening to Bluffs, Brooks, and Byways, a podcast highlighting the best of Northeast Iowa. I'm your host and producer, Morgan Thias, the communication and outreach specialist for Northeast Iowa Resource Conservation and Development, also known as RCD. We are a small nonprofit that serves seven counties in Iowa Alamakee, Buchanan, Chickasaw, Clayton, Fayette, Howard, and Winnishik in addition to byways that travel through Jackson, Jones, and Delaware counties. Our mission is to recognize opportunities and provide leadership to make Northeast Iowa a vibrant, place-based model for the nation. We love the people and places that make Northeast Iowa unique and special. Hello listeners, welcome back to another episode of Bluffs, Brooks, and Byways. With us today, we have Ryan from the Driftless Flyathon planning crew. For me, this is an event that I was not familiar with before chatting with Ryan. The more I learn about it, it seems like a great opportunity for everyone, and especially our listeners. To give our audience the world's shortest description of this project, or event rather, it's a race that takes place in Yellow River State Forest and consists of a trail run, trout fishing, and of course, beer. But I will let Ryan do all the explaining. Let's start by introducing yourself and telling us about the organization. Thanks for having me. I appreciate this. This is a great, one of our goals this year actually was to, to really tell our story more. So it, this, is a, this is a nice opportunity for us. Yeah, I'm, I'm Ryan Romuller and I've been uh, the race coordinator for the Driftless Flyathlon since 2017 now. Uh, so it's me and a group of my wife and uh, some of our friends, including my brother and some other people from around the state that helped to kind of put this together. And it's kind of an all out effort to, to do this. And, uh, it's something we really feel strongly about because it's got a really great beneficiary, uh, our cold water streams up here in Northeast Iowa. And um, it's just been a passion, I guess, for the last four or five years now. Do you want to talk about yourself and did you grow up in this area? Yeah, I'm from, originally I'm from the, the center part of the state, uh, from Iowa Falls. And then I, I moved to Charles City. I'm actually a teacher and a coach there. And uh, I've been in that area for about 20 years. And uh, my grandfather actually was, my grandparents were both from Cresco. And so I can remember, we spent a lot of time coming up here and, and um, I did a lot of fishing with him and um, eventually moved, I guess, from being kind of the, the traditional spin fishing guy into uh, uh, through through some various friends, learned how to fly fish and it's been a big part of my life now for, for a while. And, and it's now part of my, my family, my wife, my friends, my even my Six-year-old son now is loves to to fly fish, and so it's it's been some adventures that have taken us all over the world. So yeah, that's kind of my story. Um, and I, then I got into doing the uh, driftless fly athlon. Then for another gentleman kind of gave it up. He he was the one that started it, and so we'll probably get into that a little bit later on here. But yeah, that's me. I'm, I've I've lived up here for a while now and, and love Northeast Iowa. It's hard not to love Northeast Iowa. Correct. <laughs> so the Driftless Flyathlon, I think I was saying that wrong before, is an event that falls under the organization of Running Rivers. Can you talk about that organization a little bit more before we get into the event itself? What are the goals or the mission of the organization? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a mouthful. Uh, we've had it misspelled a lot of times, the Flyathlon. Um, and I'm not the guy that came up with it. I thought it was a brilliant, you know, brilliant idea to start with. So Running Rivers is a nonprofit organization that's based out of Colorado. 
and their mission is conservation through recreation. And so what they're trying to do is, you know, sometimes as fly anglers and stuff, we tend to take ourselves a little bit too seriously. So this is a way to, to combine fly fishing, to combine running and some craft beer into a way that we can organize, you know, get together a group of like-minded people to do some good. So they have a lot of projects that they've funded through their nonprofit out there. And then this effort got started out here in, in Iowa. So it's a way to have some, some fun through some recreational events and do some on, you know, on the ground project work along with that while having some fun. Backing up into the history of these flyathon events, this will be the fifth year at Yellow River State Forest, if I'm not mistaken, but these were also hosted in Colorado prior. How did it get started here in Iowa? So a friend of mine named Brian Kubo back in 2016, he put on the first one and I always have to give him a lot of credit because, I mean, it's like us sitting down here right now. It's like, it's trying to tell people about what this all entails. This must've been a really crazy thing to have to pitch to a lot of people like, hey, we're gonna do this trail race that involves you know, running and fly fishing. Brian and I had had some conversations, I remember before the 2016 event about where you could potentially have this. And there are very few places I felt like as we were brainstorming about where, where, you, could, where you could do this. So Yellow River State Forest provides a real unique opportunity because you have a trout stream and a multi-use trail that runs right alongside of it. A lot of times here in Northeast Iowa, you know, you have pretty tight brushy creeks and you just don't have that access. Colorado is a little bit different. Colorado has, you know, a lot of streams that might be, you know, going up a mountain and you know, they have these accessible trails right next to it. So it was a, it was a matter of kind of finding that, that spot. So he put on the first one and they kind of considered that kind of the first, you know, just kind of a beta version of like the flyathlon in, in Iowa. Could that work? And it was a success. They had a lot of people. It was very informal down there at Yellow River State Forest. Well, then after that, him and his family decided to relocate to Colorado. And so he kind of put out an all call and said, is anybody interested in this? And I got the email actually when my wife and I were sitting in a restaurant in Cedar Falls and I saw this and we loved the race. We loved the atmosphere. My wife was actually the winner of that race that year. And we were like, this is something that's fun. It you know, has a good outcome. We like the people there. We kind of looked at each other. I text some of our, our small group of friends were like, do we want in? And, and uh, Everybody agreed right away. Yeah, this is this is something that's worth making a go of. It. 2017 was our we had, we adopted it and we um we, I guess we kind of put our a little bit of our own spin and our own organizational background to it and, and um, it's been a success. We've sold out every year. This year we have people I think from seven states that are going to join us. It's just a fantastic group of people. That's amazing. So this event is set for October 2nd this year. Are there more events in Colorado or throughout the United States also? Yeah, Colorado hosts two. They do one at Middle Creek. So they hold one, it's kind of a rural area down in, in Southern Colorado. And then they hold one at another one called Lake Fork. And so Middle Creek was last week, I know. And then Lake Fork, I think is in September. And they usually, they have their group of people that usually come back year after year and they're very successful with that. And they, they've really developed that 
uh, into kind of a juggernaut of fundraising out there. I mean, they, I think this year they raised $36,000 for, for different projects they've done out there. And then we're the only other one outside of the state of Colorado. I serve on the board with Running Rivers, and, and the idea is to kind of franchise this to hopefully somebody else. So we've had some inquiries over the years. We've had uh, a man from Northern California that has expressed interest in starting a platform there. Pennsylvania had a guy from Pennsylvania come to our last one in 2019. Their interest, we even had a guy from New Zealand. I, th I think that uh, you know we're trying to put together kind of a booklet on you know how do you make this thing happen? Because it it's a fair amount of work to recruit sponsors and to get you know everything lined up. And at the end of the day, you have to have a good situation, a physical situation, like we do at Yellow River State Forest, where you get that trail and we've got great people to work with there at the, with the DNR and the Park Service there. So I yeah. love everything about that. And you want to make sure that your event stays the same, even when you're franchising. You don't want it to differ too much, which right. kind of goes into my next question. Are they different in each location, whether that's length, difficulty? anything like that, what is the factor that makes them different? Colorado's, as you would imagine, is, is uh, they're, they're longer, I know. I think Lake Fork is a, is a 10 mile race and I, I wanna say that Mill Creek is something like that too. So the length is different, as you can imagine, the elevation gain is substantially <laughs> greater than, than what we have here in yeah. Iowa. They have their own little characteristics, like we all hold the actual race part and then part of it is you know that gathering of people and kind of hanging out and, they do some, they have their own little things like um, like a BB gun competition. We've always done kind of a free for all competition where we put together some blind draw teams for a one fly competition. You get a group of three people and you all have to use the same fly and you come back and compare like fish pictures and stuff like that. And then a little side competition that we can get some more people involved in. Yeah, I think they've got their own little nuances and own little brand out there compared to ours. You know, it's just a different group of people too. You know, year after year, we have like the same, you have some of the same people that attend every single year and then it's fun to fold in some new people. And so it's like a little family reunion in a way. I think they have their own local sponsors we try really hard to keep ours local too i just i feel like it's a good way to showcase our region through some of the sponsors that we have and it's a way to, to show off what we've got here in iowa we have some people that have lived here in their entire life and they come to northeast iowa and say i can't believe that it looks like this here right so. These events are so cool because they do encompass everything when it comes to outdoors, running, fishing, and drinking. Within the race, there are many challenges like you had just talked about. Will you start by sharing the fishing portion? How do you measure that? It's a 5.5 mile course this year. And so what we, what we do is along that race route, so it's an out and back, so it's roughly 2.7 or something like that on the way out. Along the way, uh, a person is challenged to try to catch a fish. And then what we do, we have a ruler that they're able to put down kind of in the water. It's a chopped down piece of yardstick is what it's gonna be this year. And we try really to avoid too much handling of any fish. So you're able to hold the fish in the water, snap a picture, and then we've got to use that as proof then to bring that back to the score table uh, on your camera, on your phone or your camera. And uh, then every inch of fish deducts two minutes from your overall race time. Now, if you don't catch a fish, it's a 20 minute penalty. So there's in the, in the race portion of this, there's a little bit of strategy that's involved. You know, we have some people that as soon as the race starts, like pow, they're off on the stream, you know, cause they want to catch that fish right away and then just book it. 
while we have some people that, you know, they just book it toward the, the turnaround point and then they head back and they might fish in the last 50 meters or something. A lot of people say, yeah, I started off with, you know, one philosophy or another, but as soon as I got into the race, then it's like, oh, I got to go over here and try to fish, you know, because I saw this really good water or something like that. So it's fun. Uh, there's absolutely no playbook for it because it's, you know, it's the most bizarre concept probably. Just wing it. I love it. Yeah. But about the run, I think on your website, it's listed as an easy course. Is that correct? Is that just because of the distance or it's relatively flat or how do you rate that? <laughs> I think, yeah. So the guy that started this, maybe he put that it was easy, probably as compared to, to Colorado, you know, where it's just no elevation right. gain. Um, we're down in the bottoms of Yellow River State Forest, so it is a really flat course. There's, mm -hmm. There isn't a whole lot of elevation gain there. I did a 5K at Yellow River, and it was straight up the whole way, it seemed like. So that was not fun. <laughs> we, did, we did the same one as a fire tire. Yes, yeah, that yeah, one. Where I'm you like, just feel like you're standing like, still. <laughs> okay, so are we going to go downhill ever? <laughs> Apparently not. We did a different version, actually. Uh, was it in 2018? We had an optional. Uh, we had two routes. We had the flat route, and then we had the fire tower run. Fly athletes would have to go up the fire tower, come back, and then join the trail again. We just didn't have enough people that opted for that. Of course, why we're all here, the beer. How does that play into your event? We like to feature some of our, our local craft breweries. We've got so many great ones here in Iowa. I think it's just a way just to kind of, it's fun to be able to share, share a beer after, after the race that night. You know, it's fun to hear everybody kind of tell some different stories about the day and like their strategy. And so we always get connected with, you know, some, some different beers from around the state. It's a way to feature those in front of people from, from all over. That is one thing that both Colorado and Iowa, I feel like are very comparable when it comes to outdoors, the scenic views, the um, the beers, all of those things. I feel like there's a, there's a tie between the two states for that. Yep. So switching gears from beer to kids, I noticed that there's a coloring contest that you offer. Is there any other ways that kids can get involved? This effort is kind of part of that franchise model as we start to branch out from running rivers. Uh, there was an effort made last year in 2020, they did a virtual flyathlon. It was called the Socially Distanced Flyathlon Challenge. And they ended up I want to say they raised 25,000 in, in kind of that COVID year, which they felt really good about. So out of that effort came the idea for kids fly athlon. And so they're, they're sprouting out and trying to do different ways to kind of get kids involved in the coloring contest this year, which I think was successful for them was, um, was one of the ways to do that. We've talked about here in Iowa doing a kids fly athlon. Big idea is, you know, keep it fun, keep it short, keep it in a place that kids can catch fish. So we're looking at a couple of different, uh, different places that we could do that here in Iowa. We've got some ideas for that. That will be a very yep. cool addition. I think this might be the most important question of the day, the projects. The main one on the Running Rivers page is listed as the Rare Fish, Rare Beer Project. However, the Driftless Flyathlon supports projects right here in Yellow River State Forest. Can you share about both of those projects? We'll talk about the projects that we've funded first since 2016. I think we've done four or five with the funds that we've raised. We can talk about how we do that a little bit later too. But you know, 2016, they gave some money. I think they raised around $1,500, $1,700. They, they gave some money toward a water quality project on Waterloo Creek up by Dorchester. We did in 2017, uh, Yellow River State Forest, we did a trail improvement project. Paint Creek Trail runs right along Big Paint Stream down there. And uh, it's a multi-use trail that gets a lot of traffic. And so we 
donated some funds to be able to improve angler access down there. It also gets used by equestrian use, uh, mountain biking, runners. 2017 into 18, we helped to put up a kiosk that had some informational signage about wild fish species that you can find at Yellow River State Forest, some maps, information about the areas. That'll be up by kind of the park headquarters. Ryland Retallick is the park ranger down there, and he helped to kind of orchestrate that and just did a fabulous job. It looks awesome. Then in 2019, then our big project was the Little Paint water quality project that we did down there. And then we also donated 5000 I think, to the Bloody Run. Uh, there was a DNR did up some work on gaining some ground as part of a permanent easement. And so we donated some money to that just to open up some more public land for anglers in the state of Iowa. Our little paint project is the one that we're, that, that's probably the biggest one to date. Little paint and big paint run through the bottoms there of, of Yellow River State Forest. And little paint is a self-sustaining brook trout stream. Uh, brook trout are the one native trout species. Little paint tends to be prone to flooding as an eroded stream bank. So we reached out to Mike Sipker at the, with the Iowa DNR. He was able to, to kind of get a hold of the idea of maybe doing a water quality project down there. So through a state land water quality grant, he was able to put together some wording that would outline a project that would be done down there through the DNR, the Forest and Preserves, the Watershed Improvement Program to secure a grant that was supported by the EPA. And some of the outcomes of that they wanted to reduce flooding damage uh, to the stream banks that took place, restore native grasses down there to help stop that, uh, reconnect the stream there to the floodplain because it's been washed out so many times. And then through that, it would reduce nitrogen, phosphorus, and the sediment that, that's taking place because of all that flood damage. So the Iowa DNR put $12,000 toward it. The Driftless Flyathlon, uh, we put $25,000 toward it. 4,000 of that was from Big Grove Brewery uh, down in Iowa City. So all connected then, this grant matched that. We were able to do about $92,000 worth of work down there. It's gonna end up being about, uh, I think, 1,500 feet of some riprap and some ways to pair those stream banks and reduce the amount of wear and tear that's taking place. They're gonna do some seeding and then they're also gonna do some educational signage about what's happening down there. So that'll be a real nice project when it's all said and done. The Rare Fish Rare Beer Project is one that Colorado started. What they do is they've paired with different breweries out there in, in Colorado. And so they've worked with all these different breweries and they've collaborated to create beers and the breweries have been kind enough to donate money back towards some of the projects that we've done. So we've done two of those in Iowa. We've matched up with Alluvial Brewing down in Ames. This was in 2016, actually. They created a Berliner Weiss that was based on South Pine Stream up here in Northeast Iowa as a rare strain of brook trout. And so they donated some money from some of the sales. Great beer too. And then uh, the one that we've been working with most recently and continually now has been Big Grove Brewery out of Iowa City. We approached them a few years ago. We said, hey, would you guys be interested in doing one of these projects? And they immediately, they, they said yes. And we sat down with their head brewery and joint. We kind of brainstormed what a beer would look like and what it would be named. And so one of the planners of, of this event, Scott Stimmel, lives down in Iowa City. He came up with the term Wade Wisely. Wade wisely is, is kind of a pun on word. When trout spawn, they have all these reds that are created in the trout stream. The red is like where a fish will go in and kind of clear away all the, the nasty stuff on the rocks. And that's the place where they can deposit their eggs. So the pun there was when you're angling on a stream, 
you got to make sure that you wade wisely across the rocks so you don't crush these eggs. Well, Big Grove loved the idea of that. We had another one of our fly athletes that came up with some artwork for the outside of it. And it's two brook trout. It's just a spectacular piece of artwork. His name is Brian Ingram, great artist. And so now I think for three, I think this will be the third year in a row, Big Grove has brewed this beer. Two years ago, they, they donated $4,000 from the taproom sales. And we were able then to use that on that little paint project. So it's been a really exciting partnership that we have with Big Grove. They're brewing it again this year. I think uh, I talked to Andy the other day. I think it's slated to be out right at the end of September. So real close to when the event takes place. Yeah, it's it's been fun. They're such great people down there. Um, I know they're expanding. They're expanding now to Des Moines. So they've seen a big boom in their business. But they just they do fabulous work. They brew great beer and just wonderful people with the heart of conservation like us. So. That is such a cool story. Beyond the beer sales, what other type of fundraising happens each year? We ask all of our participants to get into fundraising. Um, and it's, it's kind of part of the sign up. Like, hey, if you're going to sign up for this race, understand that it's a race, but it's also fundraising for cold water conservation. Every one of them has a flip cause page that we get set up. We're just, we're, we're in the week two actually of our fundraising. So it leads up about 10 weeks up to when the, the event takes place. And through our sponsors, we've got about, I think 25 sponsors this year. We incentivized our fly athletes to go out and to, to do some fundraising. For instance, the Drake Magazine, which is a fly fishing magazine out of Colorado. They're one of our sponsors this year. They're a brand new sponsor this year. We put out an incentive last week to, hey, start your flip cost page up and raise 25 bucks. And you'll be in the drawing to, you know, to get a subscription to the Drake for a year. And I think that raised somewhere around $800, $900. We're able to really leverage some funds that way. And it's it's gone very, very well. We have such, we've got a ton of great sponsors that just, you know, they, they were able to either donate just, it's, it's always interesting to see what inspires one of our people to go out and to fundraise. It's kind of an experiment that way, but um, um, we have a lot of great sponsors and they, they, they do a lot for us. So how much have you raised already this year? Is it just that $800 or $900 that you had talked about or is it beyond that yet? I think as of this morning, we're up to about two grand and our, our target this year is somewhere between 10 and 12. We're looking at, at doing uh, another water quality project on big paint this year down Yellow River Forest. So that's that's our goal right now. So beyond donating or finding someone that is participating, how can we get involved? So we have a pretty active social media on Instagram and on uh, Facebook. And right now, all of our, as I mentioned, all of our fly athletes are out there and they're beating the bush and trying to fundraise. Uh, these people are genuine, they're real sincere, they're, they're fabulous people. And uh, so anybody that, you know, in the community or, the, you know, the listeners, if they'd like to get involved, if they'd like to make a donation, that'd be fabulous because 100% of, of what we raise goes into these projects that we do. And so just choose a fly athlete you'd like to kind of sponsor and, um, and make a donation. So is it closed for registration? How many fly athletes do you have this year? We have 75. We cap it. It's kind of an ethical thing. We've got about uh, a little under three miles worth of stream that we operate on, you know, out and back. And so we cap it so that there's not tons of, of anglers just flooding that. We've, it's never been a problem, to be honest, because they get so spaced out and the window is pretty short that which we fish into. But it, this year, I think it sold out in about two weeks. It's a nice blend of 
some veterans that have done it for a lot of years, and then we always kind of fold in about 30 to 40% brand new people. So I also noticed that there was a Hall of Fame. How does that work for our participants? Yeah, it's such an you know it's a, it's such a it's such a different event that I uh, I think Colorado started this and they've got their own Hall of Fame that they do. But we always give away biggest prize for biggest fish for smallest fish and for overall male and female winner. So that's it's always fun because you always get somebody that comes in you know like hey I got a fish but it's only like four inches long or something like that. So it's really fun to see like the pictures of those things. We've had a couple people with some fish that are over sixteen you know that are, are the biggest fish. It's kind of fun just to make something a little bit different. So I think we'd be remiss if we didn't give a shout out to your sponsors, either Running Rivers or specific to the Driftless Flyathlon. How is this event possible? These people are just so giving. So we'll be running all of our sponsors on our social media. And then we make sure too that all of our fly athletes, they get a nice sheet with you know all the sponsors on there. But yeah, I'm just going to run down through some of these people because they're, they're incredible. So the Drake Magazine, it's working with us. Wonder State Coffee over here in Verroca, Wisconsin is donating some coffee to the event. We like to have some coffee in the morning for our, for our fly athletes. A Root River Hackle out of just up here in southeast Minnesota. They always donate some capes and some, some hackles for the fly tires in the group. Buff Headwear California is producing a uh, custom buff this year for fly athletes if they hit that $100 fundraising level. Boz Prince out of Des Moines, Decorah Hatchery here has been a sponsor since 2016. Clear Creek Fishing Gear is out of Denver. They've donated uh, Riversmith out of Colorado. Uh, Dry Fly Sales, it's a Sims rep, uh, Kim and Tony Ferry out of Black Earth, Wisconsin. Big Driftless, Cody right here in town. Uh, he does a fabulous job and he's been just a great sponsor. Big Grove Brewery. Rustic Spruce out of Madison. Landing Market is donating some, some stuff to us this year. Got some different magazines like the Fly Fish Journal and Strung Magazine. Five Star out of Swisher, Iowa. Shields has been a sponsor for us since 2016. Grizzly Coolers donated a, a cooler to incentivize our fly athletes this year. Driftless Angler up in Viroqua has been a sponsor since 2016. Weights and Measures is a musky fly fishing company out of uh, Minneapolis. They're donating some flies. Barb Smed with Keller Williams out of Wacan. Root River Rod Company out of Lanesboro, Minnesota, and then Fox River Socks out of Osage. They always donate uh, a pair of running socks for every one of our fly athletes. So. That's so cool. There's so many incredible sponsors. We try to keep it as local as possible and, and showcase these folks because they are they're just tremendous. Right. So what did I miss? I know you have your own business that kind of ties in. Do you want to touch on that a little bit? I cone Drifless on the Fly and we do we do some uh, guided walkway and, and uh, float trips out of Northeast Iowa. And so we're always a sponsor and it's helped in, in some ways because we have some connections to that fly fishing industry. Yeah, it's it, it's been a good tie there and um, been a fun connection. Helps you know a little bit more about the area too if yeah. you're guiding those tours. Well, believe it or not, I think I am out of questions. I know this has been an incredible event that you have been planning and I'm sure we'll be connecting again soon. However, to conclude, we always do a fun little activity. I'm going to ask you a few questions and you have to answer them as quick as possible without thinking. Ready? Yes. What is your favorite winter activity? I like fat biking, fat, fat tire biking. Summer activity. Uh, fishing. <laughs> That's a given, right? <laughs> Best meal or restaurant in Northeast Iowa? Uh, the 
I love the sandwiches at the co-op down the street here. Iowa State or Iowa? Iowa. Kayaking or canoeing? All right, so I don't do either one of these a whole lot anymore, I, uh, but I'd probably have to choose canoeing. TJ's Pizza or Mabe's Pizza? I gotta love the way that Mabe's cuts up those little squares. It's just awesome. No, we're triangles. <laughs> <laughs> Casey's or Quickstar? Quickstar. Last question, what is your favorite part about the Flyathlon events and why? The people, simply the people. I mean, we, everything from, from the, the wonderful people that sponsor us, but it is, it's one of the goals is bringing together a group of like-minded people that, that care about the environment and care about conservation practices. And I have made so many wonderful friends from this event that come from all different walks of life and, and all over the country. It's, it is literally like a family reunion when these people come back together in the woods where there's no cell phone service in the middle of Yellow River State Forest. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just a wonderful group of people. And that's why we do it. What a perfect answer and a perfect way to end. <laughs> so I think that's officially a wrap. Can you tell our audience how to connect with you if they have any other questions or want to learn more about the Driftless Flyathlon, other events, or how to get involved? Yeah, I think the easiest way is probably to connect with us through our social media. So if you go on Facebook and you type in Driftless Flyathlon, I'm going to spell that real quick because it's F-L-Y-A-T-H-L-O-N. It's like a triathlon. It's a tough spell sometimes. Um, so you, you can connect through us through there or on Instagram. We've got pretty active accounts. We'll get back to you right away. Thank you so much, Ryan. I'm glad I've had a chance to talk to you today. And now I may have to go sign myself up or find someone to, to sponsor. For our audience, you can find all of the links to our social media and the links for the Driftless Flyathlon as we discussed in the show notes. As always, we strongly encourage you to submit ideas, ask questions, or connect with us. If you're interested in chatting with me or someone else on the Byway or our C&D team, we would love to hear from you. Tune in every week for new episodes highlighting business development, recreational activities, historic locations, natural resources, and of course, helpful hints to make your trip along the Byway an incredible one. You can also find us on Facebook, online at northeastiowarcd.org, or by contacting our office in Postville. A special thank you to the staff at RCD in Postville and the Byway coordinators all across Iowa for helping make this podcast possible. Thank you again for listening to Bluffs, Brooks, and Byways. And remember, adventure awaits and the Byway can take you there.